Hey guys, welcome back to the Legalish Podcast. Yep, we're back, episode 41. We're running our summer schedule, so don't uh, be upset if it's not weekly or on any particular schedule. We're just sort of talking as our schedules allow with, you know, things that are going on. Yeah, we're trying to figure this out because summer, I mean, I don't know. Summer is supposed to be really, like, chill and, you know, at least it's supposed to be, but my summer has been anything but like I don't know about your summer but my summer has been like all over the place mine's been okay you know just uh very much laid back hanging out hanging out with the kids and uh getting my office together a new redoing it that's good did you get your laptop yet? Or your, not your laptop, your computer? Like, you got all of your office fixings? No, the computer comes Friday. The stand for the computer comes, well, it's supposed to be here today, and now Amazon says tomorrow, so whatever. As long as it's here before Friday, it's all that really matters. Mm. But, um, no, I got everything else set up that I'm able to set up, like the... Uh, you know, like the whole new desk set up and I rearranged the room. I'm going to take my old desk and bring it to work and leave it there and then put something else in its spot where it's it's off in the corner right now. So, you know, put some paintings up and pictures up and, uh, you know, little doodads and things. And then it should be good to go. But, yeah, the one thing I'm really waiting on is a new computer. So I have a a new iMac coming and so that's going to allow me to give my wife my laptop and I'll have the iMac at home I'll get an old cheap iMac to keep it work and then I'll have an iPad to travel around everywhere which I already have that so I'm like one third of the way there and I'll be two thirds of the way there on Friday that's good yeah I've been doing a little bit of that too like I put up um, I've been putting up some of my pictures that I have from my home office and then I've also been trying to frame some artwork that I have like from um like I have artwork that I've gotten from trips to Haiti that I haven't been able to print that I haven't been able to frame yet so I've been trying to like I've finally started framing some of that so I've been doing a little bit of that and similarly on the tech front I got an iPad because you kind of you know peer pressured me into getting it but I suggested it you peer pressured me into getting an iPad and like it is a game changer for me. Like I actually use it. I can actually highlight things on it when I'm reading so I don't have to print paper, which is the reason why I was always printing papers because I'm really old school. Like I need to be able to highlight things, but I can do that on the iPad. So I haven't been printing things out unless I have to print it out to send to immigration, but I'm just scanning a copy for myself and then um, my client gets a copy and then immigration gets their copy. So like my most of the most of the cases I've gotten this year have been like paperless and the iPad is making it even easier for me to do that. So I, I feel like I should have listened to you sooner, but, you know, whatever. Well, everyone should listen to me sooner, but they don't. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. So that's been my thing. So I've just been um, like playing around with that and just trying to 
get all of my work done because I'm going on vacation next week, which I need a vacation like badly, like really, really badly. So I'm just looking forward to going away. We're going away for our one year wedding anniversary, um, which is next week. So I'm just looking forward to going on vacation. I'm going off the grid. I'm not I'm not going to be tweeting. I'm not going to be like on Instagram. Like as soon as I land, I'm just going to like take everything off. Like I'll let, you know, my parents know that I made it safely. And then I just want to go off the fucking grid. Like I don't want to be like, you know, stunting for the gram, nothing. Like I just want to go the fuck away. (laughs) Hey, I'm not a vacation person. Like when I go away on vacation, it's like to take the family or something like that. I'm perfectly fine Mm -hmm. just hanging out at home or just like just sitting around doing nothing but you know i get that it's a a big important thing for people so i feel it yeah yeah you need to get away i mean ideally i would love to be able to go somewhere um like you know once a quarter just leave the country go somewhere or whatever i mean it doesn't even have to be leaving the country i mean there are some places in the united states that i would love to go visit that i haven't yet so it doesn't necessarily mean like have to be leaving but um just being able to get away, especially where I'm constantly on the go. I've been getting more and more clients. I kind of just want to like chill and just take a couple days off from my business, from everything and just like, you know, get back to sleeping, get back to just chillaxing, hanging out with my husband, just doing nothing. Yeah. One thing, see, I was right about the iPad. So another thing now because this is something I recently, well, I didn't discover, but I got up here and figured out what the hype was. Like before you hop on the plane, get some noise canceling headphones because these are the best thing ever. I got, oh, and also anyone listening, if you need any new Apple products or you're in the market or you're going to be, you can get the education discount through, um, I think like mid-August. And I mean, technically, you have to be affiliated with an educational institute, which I am for a couple of different reasons. But they didn't ask me a thing. I used my regular Apple ID, just went through the education portal on the website where you just click on the link and order stuff and got the education discount and no one asked for a thing. So I don't know. I'm assuming that's just the way it goes. Um, But as a result, I got free headphones and these things are like game changers being out in public. Number one, I don't have to crank the volume to drown out everything around me. And number two, I don't have to listen to all the crap that's going on. And all the babies crying. No, <laughs> let me tell you, we were at the mall yesterday because um, my wife and daughter were like running around hanging out together because my daughter's uh, leaving Sunday to go back to her mom's house for a few weeks. Um, and so I was just in there doing work on the iPad and the in the food court. And they came in to get something to eat, so I went to, like, pack up and go over and say something before I went to a different location. And I took the headphones off to talk to them, and I almost fell down because it was so loud. It just, everything was just drowned out. I couldn't, I didn't have any idea how loud it was in the food court. Wow. Yeah, I usually do um, ear plugs on a plane because I'm one of those people, as soon as we're in the air, like I'm out, like I'm asleep. And so I'm, I just put in like the earplugs and call it a day. Yeah, I don't sleep on flights if I can help it. Yeah. One thing I'm going to try this time, though, is 
I'm going to try like eye masks. Like typically people will, um, I know a lot of people before they fly, they'll put on like a face, like a facial oil and then they'll put on like an eye mask, like a, like a, like a hydrogel eye patch or something to kind of treat themselves to like a little spa experience on the plane. Cause apparently plane makes your skin really dry i've never noticed this though i mean and maybe it's because like i have like oily skin but never really noticed but i'm gonna try to like treat myself on the plane before i get down to my vacation okay, why don't i picture you on the plane with like a whole manicure pedicure setup going you got like a little foot bath with the bubbles and everything and you got like the whole thing with the little little things on your toes where you have to walk with your toes in the air you walk on your heels that's what I'm picturing right now. You on the airplane. <laughs> I mean, maybe if I was like in first class, I mean, assuming this type of thing happens in first class, I've never flown first class, so I don't know. But, you know, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But anyway. So. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about on this episode. Um, we got political stuff. We got legal stuff. So, what do you feel like starting off with? I don't know. Like, honestly, I feel like I do and don't really know what's going on in the world right now. Because for the past, you know, since like the end of June, I've, I feel like I've just been cranking out like multiple immigration videos and things just to kind of let people know what's going on. Like whether it was, you know, at the end of last month, it was all the raids are happening and when in reality not that many raids are happening like I I think for like you know Massachusetts New Hampshire Connecticut Vermont like around New England I think between like I don't know late May until now I think only like 32 people have been um, taken by ICE or arrested by ICE so it's not as you know large scale as the president would like you to think it is and but still um, I feel like every other day something changes with immigration like first it's all the raids happening and then um, what was it last week they changed oh the, the immediate law, deportation um, that, where they don't even have a trial right anymore. right and I mean that's always been happening but um, they just kind of expanded it so before it was like if you if you come to this country you know without papers or you know they deem you inadmissible due to like fraud and misrepresentation or something and you came in like you know by boat for example and you were within like a hundred miles of a border they could just um you know process you for expedited removal without having you go in front of an immigration judge all they did now is expand that so it doesn't matter if you came by boat plane you walked over the border it doesn't matter if you're a hundred miles from the border or if you're like in the middle of you know america if you've been here for under two years and you have no papers or you've been deemed inadmissible because of fraud or misrepresentation, they can process you for immediate deportation. Um, the only exceptions are if you are a minor and you come to this country with no papers or um, if you're filing, if you're claiming fear or persecution, um, like if you don't want to go back to your country because you fear that you'll be persecuted or tortured then they won't process you for expedited removal. Instead, they'll allow you to interview with an asylum officer who will then, you know, figure out whether or not you do have a claim for asylum. If so, they'll continue to process and your promptly application. Put you on a if cage. not, they'll send you 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, could be, yeah. Um, or they'll, and if they don't think that you have um, a valid claim for asylum, they you have the opportunity to um, request an immigration judge to review your case like de novo and the immigration judge can decide whether or not they believe that you have a viable claim for asylum. Well, considering how incompetent so, ICE I mean, and the immigration system is in general, even though it's a policy that they only just expanded, it's I'm sure mm-hmm. it's the kind that they plan on abusing as much as you exactly. possible. Because you know, like the story of right. the the um the guy who was detained for like 23 days and lost 26 pounds in the uh, in the concentration camp at the border, even though he's a he's Texas born and raised a U.S. citizen mm-hmm. through and through, but they didn't believe him, even though he had like he literally had his birth certificate, Social Security card, high school ID, and state ID on him, and they were like, nah. We don't believe you're actually from here. And that's the thing that's so frustrating because like, so like my mom before, you know, she's kind of joked and I don't, I mean, it's not really a joke, but it's not funny. But my mom would always say that now, you know, ever since this president got elected, she feels like she needs to walk around with like her, um, her, her certificate of citizenship just to prove that she's a U.S. citizen because my mom speaks with an accent. I don't notice it because I'm just used to my mom. But every now and then, like, I'll hear it. But my mom has an accent, and so she feels like she needs to, like, carry the certificate around so that in case she gets pulled over or something, um, that she can just whip out and show, like, hey, I'm a citizen and whatever and all that stuff. But I feel like it doesn't even matter. As you just pointed out, this guy is American, and they were like, nope, we don't believe you. Like, and that's part of the thing, too. Like, with this whole um, expedited removal, they, you know the burden is on you to prove that you belong here and that you've been here for longer than two years because if you've been in the country for longer than two years and they can't process you for expedited removal but that also you know so that puts you in a position of you know you have to carry your papers with you all the time but then it's like what if you do and people are like oh well, we don't believe you we're just going to throw right. you in a cage like this is definitely or, right I for mean, abuse I don't want to say you know one thing is worse than the other but they could just deport you, stick you on a plane or in a, on a bus or whatever, and drop you off 150 miles from the border. You don't speak the language. You've never spoken the language. You don't know a single person there. Mm-hmm. You have no money, no identification, no clothes, no nothing. And they're like, well, welcome home. You're, you're back home. Get off the bus. Yeah. And it's like, I was right. born in El Paso. <laughs> Right. And that's very dangerous. I mean, that's dangerous for people that legit weren't born in this country that are from, you know, like Honduras, for example, that they get deported and they go back to their country and they're dead within a week because what ends up happening is a lot of people will get deported from the U.S. back to their home country. And the people in their home country are like, oh, you were in the United States for X amount of time. You must have money. And so they'll target them and then they'll end up killing them or, you know, um, like depending on what country in Africa you're from some people might go back home and they'll be like oh well you're a westerner now you're different and like they'll target them thinking that they're 
rich and things like that. And so, like, there's just so many things wrong with what we're doing. I mean, yes, we have almost a million immigration cases pending in the system, but this is not the way to um, solve that. Like, reading, you know, the the uh, Federal Register notice, they were like, well, we need to do this in the interest of um, national security because we have all these people coming in through the border. And it's like, um, but we got people trying to come in on the northern border, too. And again, you know, for the umpteenth time, Immigration is not an issue because people are sneaking in on the border. The majority of immigrants come here legally with a visitor's visa that in most cases you can get in two weeks. Why would you wait, you know, years if you can get a green if you can get a visitor's visa in two weeks and come here? Like so like this isn't going to fix anything. This is gonna be I can't even say that this is gonna be a band-aid over a bullet hole because it's not really gonna do anything other than try to give them an excuse to get rid of as many brown people as fast yeah, as that's possible. All it is. And when they're like, Yeah, we don't believe your birth certificate or social security card or driver's license or what this database in front of me that I just punch your name in tells me you're out. That means that well, literally right. anyone brown, they can just be like, Yeah, I don't think you're from here. Get out. Yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening. But it's like every other day, um, something is changing in immigration. So that's kind of been where my mind has been the past couple of weeks, I guess. So I honestly feel like I don't really know what's happening in the world around us. Well, we did have some copyright Um, stuff that you mentioned earlier when we were talking Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, intellectual property news. Like, I feel like, you know, intellectual property lawyers are really, like, loving all of the content lately. Like, whether it was, you know, on our last show, we talked about Cardi B, which a lot of people were like, you know, yourself included, were like, you know, like, she's not going to be able to trademark Okur and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, they didn't, like, it wasn't like a an official denial. It was like, she got an office action. So, like... It's possible. No, this she was could. one of those. Probably not, but it's still alive. They send where they have no intention of ever approving it, but the rules say they have to send an office action and let you respond. I've seen those before. They they don't get approved. They're just following the rules. Yeah, yeah but you know, again, we'll see. I mean, she's probably not going to get it approved, but you know, we'll see. And then it's like um, Megan The Stallion, you know. Um, there's a whole hot girl summer trademark where, um, you know, for those that don't know, Megan Thee Stallion is a Houston rapper. Um, she came out with a mixtape, I think back in May and it like blew up. I personally, like, I didn't even know who she was until like in May, everybody kept like posting this mixtape, like her songs in their like Instagram story. So I was like, let me go and just listen because, you know, I try to be up with what the kids are okay, into. Okay, if you're saying things, things about actually being your up album, with so. the kids, you, you're too old to try to be up with the kids. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not that old. But, yeah, but, like, every now and then I kind of want to know, like, what people are listening to. I mean, it's not really up with the kids because these are people, like, my age are listening to her. Um, but I downloaded her, her mixtape. And it's actually pretty good. But anyway, she's a rapper and she coined the phrase hot girl summer. That's been like her whole like, you know, the mood for the summer has just been like hot girl summer. Um, And this woman in Maryland decided to try to capitalize on that. And so she trademarked hot girl summer. 
And then after the fact, Megan Thee Stallion's label trademarked Hot Girl Summer. So, um, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with that. A lot of people are like, well, the chick that trademarked first will win. And it's like, nope. that's not how trademarks work. Well, um, often, it's, it's not yes, as simple as, well, you... Yeah. Right. And that's not what's going to happen here. And it's like, on the one hand, like, and I'm always torn because you think about things like, um, like years ago with Drake and YOLO, like he never trademarked that or anything. And YOLO like blew up and, um, DJ Khaled, like major key or whatever random phrases he just shouts from time to time. Like he, I think he recently tried to trademark something, but he got denied or something. I can't remember. But all these people will say things and then they'll kind of like take off and whatever. And then all of a sudden they want to like trademark it. And like, I see why you want to, but like not everything needs yeah, to be a trademark. If you're not actually going to use an account. So it's like, how do you find the balance? I mean, if you're just going to be like, oh, I'm right. going to say this, it's going to be a hashtag on my pictures or... Or I'm just going to yell it at the beginning of each song. It's like, well, that you're not capitalizing off of anything that's not what trademark protection is meant right. for in the first place. Right. Right. So it's like everybody and their mama's out here like trying to trademark everything. And I don't think that everything needs to be trademarked. Um, yeah. But to each their own. But there's been a lot of like trademark stuff. And then... Uh, Katy Perry has been in a lawsuit for the past, I think, I want to say five yeah. years over her song, Dark Horse, which I liked. I liked that song. It was like with her and Juicy J, I think his name is. I can't remember. Um, but apparently they sampled some country, or not country, some yep. Christian rapper song or something. And um, so they've been, you know, going back and forth for the past five years and the jury agreed with um, the Christian rapper, and I haven't heard the song yet. I want to, but like I was saying, you know, when we we're talking about it, um, I'm bad at hearing differences and stuff. Like, like everybody always says that, you know, um, what is his name? Robin Thicke's yeah. blurred lines of song he has with Pharrell. Um, they always say that that basically copied Marvin Gaye's song. I can't hear it. And I've heard it, like, I've listened to it so many times, and Chris has, like, played it so many times, because he's like, you can hear it, like, right here. I can't hear it, so I don't know if this means I'm tone deaf or what, but, like, I can't hear the, um, to me, it just sounds different. Like, I don't hear the, I can see where they might be, like, cousins, well, but I don't think they're, usually when they like do the song relatives. analysis thing, they get a little bit more in-depth than, I mean, of course they go for the, we're just going to play the two songs you know, or snippets of them back to back, or maybe switch between, you know, in and out of them. If it's like super obvious, because like, okay, mm -hmm. we don't have to go deep in the analysis because just listen, you can hear it. But then they'll often get into like actually analyzing the music theory behind it. Like they'll they'll have the two melodies put in like notation, music notation, and they'll like overlay them on top of each other so that you can see the similarity. And they'll look at like the the um, the chord patterns, um, you know, and the the structure of the song, and how many beat or how many measures from this chord to that chord, and how it changes. And they're like, see, like it may be in a different key, but it's still the same chord pattern, just in a different key. Or if you look at the melody, the melodies are almost identical, um, 
you know, when you when you put them on paper next to each other. So they look at a lot of different things besides just listen to it. Yeah, I mean, for the really, really like obvious ones, they'll be like, yeah, I've seen just that. listen to the damn song. Like, it, it's, there's no argument right. made. Um, but, yeah, they do, like, a big, yeah. deep analysis. And they have, like, musical experts who will come in, and if they get to, to trial and testify about it and, and do, like, a full-on like music theory analysis yeah and I mean nothing is really new anymore I mean there are so many songs that are out now that are just sampling you know other things but I think you know what ends up happening is you'll have people that aren't really well known like this Christian rapper that you know you'll have big stars like Katy Perry and Juicy J will like find these artists that make dope shit and you know don't want to pay them or whatever and they'll just like copy their shit thinking that no one's ever going to know about them like Beyonce does this a lot apparently Um, African artist videos yeah like she'll like little African yeah yeah Beyonce does it a lot but you know whatever like I'm not gonna I'm not trying to have the hive come after me but like yeah like you'll have artists like Beyonce Katy Perry whatever that will copy like little known people's stuff thinking that no one's ever gonna find out about them the reason why they do it because Number one, they know that it's very unlikely anyone will find out about it or enough people that it will make enough buzz that people will know what's going on. And, you know, how is some independent artist who is so unknown and therefore so most likely broke going to fight a multinational recording uh, company, record company, you know, with their entire team of lawyers who can just destroy them in in one day. And that's why they do it. That's how they do it. Right. Unless you go the opposite way, which is what yeah. happened to Lil Nas X. And he is getting sued. They filed a lawsuit against him last week for $25 million, not for the Old Country Road song, which apparently just unseated the Mariah Carey Boys to Men song. Um, was it One One Sweet Day? Is that the title of the song? The, you know, you remember that song the Mariah Carey and Boys to Men did like 15 or so years ago? Yeah. That actually held, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that held the record yeah, it was one for sweet day. the most consecutive weeks as a number one single. And the um, Old Country Road just beat it this week. For, so now that's the the, hmm. the song with the the um, most consecutive number one weeks. But it wasn't for that song. It was for some song that he put out before the old country road thing took fire and uh, or caught fire. And I forget the name of the song that he made, but it was like one of those mixtape things where he put it out on YouTube as like an audio recording video. Um, and he sampled a Bobby Caldwell song. And by sample, what I really mean is he pressed play on the CD and then slowed it down and started rapping. Like, this is not one of those situations where... Nice. Um, you even can make an argument. He didn't take, like, you know, a one-second sample from the song and incorporate it into the rest of what he was doing or, or you know, the snare drum from it or something. He literally just pressed play and started rapping. And, of course, now that wow. he is 
making tons of money, super number one, everyone wants to collab and do remixes. Of course, now they filed a lawsuit for that copyright infringement that happened a few months ago. And uh, I don't think they'll actually get $25 million because if it was up on YouTube, it probably didn't make that much. And it's the, what they're going to most yeah. likely do is try to point to that song as being something that made him more popular so that his next song could make a lot of money. And if it wasn't for this song that he sampled, he wouldn't be rich and famous now. Therefore, he profited off of them. That's probably the argument they're going to make. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what goes on with yeah. him. I mean, they'll, they'll settle. That's how everything always <sighs> goes now. They'll just settle for... I'm sure you'll right. probably give them like five yeah. million dollars and not sweat it, and you know that'll be the end of it. Yeah. So, <sighs> so in other news, <laughs> I'm sick of all these damn data breaches. Like I went and so like yesterday, someone hacked into my Amazon account and decided to treat themselves to. A little gift card shopping spree and um I have a really bad habit like when I wake up in the morning um like within the hour I'll check my email and that's how I noticed it like I checked my email and I saw like an email from Amazon that said um thank you for your recent purchase of whatever and I'm like and I saw like the time that it was purchased and I'm like yeah so I was asleep so I tweeted Amazon and I was like, somebody hacked into my account and bought this gift card. And then within like 10 minutes, oh, they had like canceled the and order and gave me my money back. So is when you cool. order something on there, you have yeah. that window of time where you can cancel. Yeah. And so I appreciated that. And then um, one of my friends was asking me, actually my friend and my mom, they were like, how did you know? And I'm like, because I got an email that said, thanks for your purchase. And they're like, oh, I never even read right. those. I'm like... Well, that's well, how you know. You didn't like, anything. I mean, I so I always check. Exactly, yeah. And then um, later that day, I got an email saying somebody tried to like hack into my Booking dot com account, which I mean, whatever. I only used it one time, like when I went to Paris with my mom a couple of years ago. I don't even have any like credit card info or whatever on it. But just for good measure, like I changed all my passwords, and that was annoying as well. But like. I'm all set. And then, like, the Equifax breach. Um, Yeah. And then Capital... I did. And I'm about to go... I gotta go check for my mom, too. And then... um, What else? Capital One. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, what is going on? Like, do I need to go back and, like, just start, like, using cash for everything? Yeah, that ain't going to Keep money under my mattress? Like, what is going on? even with all of these types of things, they... (sighs) usually only impact like comparatively or I don't know what's the right word to use but they don't really impact a lot of people percentage wise I'm just sick of it like and then I don't know I don't remember if we talked about this on our last show with the face app oh yeah 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 like we didn't so talk between about so it, so like okay so i mean first 
we gave we gave Apple our fingerprints for like ever, you know, with the phones, and then we started giving them our face, and then now they got like the facial recognition software, which um, you know apparently is implicating people in some crimes and stuff that they didn't commit. Now you got this app that came out of nowhere that's just out here just stealing everybody's faces, and then we got all these data breaches. Like I'm I'm all set with all this. Like this is why I don't trust. Alexa and Siri like what is good like all these people that are out here like hacking our faces using it for shit like right. hack Nobody into my Sally May account and clear out my student loan debt like make your hacks useful nobody ever does that shit like make yourselves useful like just wipe out all of the debt like do us all a favor like wipe out all of the debt because it's probably some like bored ass millennial hacker that ain't got shit to do like just go and like you know hack into Sally May like I'm not gonna tell you to you know hack into like our government whatever because that's kind of probably a felony but like you make yourself useful like clear out our student debt something you know what i'm saying like don't try to like well, buy gift cards and shit on my amazon account one of the examples of why you should i don't want to say read the terms and conditions or privacy policy but why you should yeah. at least be aware of them because you know, this is just a situation mm-hmm. where, and and people are saying, like, oh, it's just another conspiracy theory. You people are all nuts about this thing. It's like, okay, the timing, like, no. let's just say that it's so coincidental, it's worth paying attention to that right after, because um, what, what happened? Trump was trying to do something. Oh, it was about the, uh, the, um, it was something about the citizenship situation where the the Supreme Court smacked him down for that um, of not being able to put the citizenship information on there, and then it turned into he's gonna get all the information from all the different mm-hmm. various databases, and then something else happened leading up to this, and then ta-da! Like five days later, from out of nowhere, some Russia-based um, company has some app that catches fire on social media. I'm using that phrase a lot today. Uh, on social media. And it involves you giving them your facial recognition from different angles so that they can composite what you would look like if you were old. And as a result, they got something, I think like one point... No, no. I think they got like 12 million people within the first like 24 or 48 hours yeah, uh, and the thing, and people are like, Which is like insane. Oh, that's stupid. the government already got all my information. What do you think uh, you got a picture on your on your driver's license for? You got a picture on your passport. And it's like, okay, that's not what this kind of stuff will be used for. This is the kind of stuff that will be used for like straight out of 1984, right. George Orwell type of things where you're going to be walking down the street and... A, com- a camera that's internet connected and computer operated will be able to see your face and then it will identify you and they will know that you were walking down the street at this time, which you can say, well, if I'm not doing anything, what does it matter? And it matters because if they want to say that you were there and you did something, there was some crime that was committed and they're blaming it on you and they're like, yep, we have you at the scene. You were right there walking down the street at 2.59 p.m. and 32 seconds. And there you are. And then they manipulate the video to make you go inside a store you didn't go in or something. 
And I mean, yes, it sounds like totally, you know, mm-hmm. tinfoil hat type of thing. But what people have to understand is that they cannot do that type of thing with a single image from your passport. Like, whether it's your passport or your state ID, your school ID, um, your uh, driver's license, whatever, those are all a single kind of picture, whereas your face lit at a certain angle or lit a certain way, taken straight on against a light-colored background. They need way more images of you than that to be able to do actual facial recognition where you're walking down the street and they say, that's James that's walking down the street, that's James Jones, you know, social security number, blah, 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 lives at address, blah, blah, blah. They need a lot of pictures, such as when you're doing the face app and you give them access to your photo library and you take multiple pictures so that they can get you at the right angle and make you look old. And then they can sell that to the government who wants it so that they can make their own facial recognition database because Facebook Amazon, um, Apple, of course, Google, all have refused to sell that data to the government. They won't let them have it. And it's like, if they could get the information, if they can get what they needed yeah. from your passport photo, they wouldn't be trying to buy it from Google every other month. Yeah, I don't. I just don't trust tech. I don't trust AI. I don't trust none of this stuff. Like, um, no, I'm good. Like, I just, I just don't trust any of this stuff because it's not benefiting me. Again, the day that I can be like Alexa, clear out my student loan debt, then cool, I'm, I'm good. But uh, unless and until that happens, like, I have no, like, I don't trust it. I don't want to use it. Like, I'm just. eh. I'm looking forward to more. No. No. You look forward to more by your damn self. Like, I'm all set. There needs to be, like, in the future, there needs to be a place where, like, you know, Luddites like me can live free and prosper over here. And then y'all tech people can be somewhere over there. That's where you're going you're gonna to have to go where there's no signal, no service, and your best friend's going to be a goat. I mean, depending on the kind of goat, I yeah. might be okay with that. Yeah, that's what's in the news. And then there's the presidential debates that uh, last we're recording on night two during the debate right now. Um, so night one was yeah. well basically night one was all the progressive candidates and tonight night two is all the more traditional um politician candidates like Biden, Kamala Harris, um, so on and like Bernie and Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar and and all those people were um were night one. So Speaking of Kamala Harris, what um, is up with you know, her student loan earlier, forgiveness plan? Not the plan specifically, but just like what the concept of the ultra progressive candidates as compared to the I I guess maybe you could say just left of center candidates, you know, who are they have some progressive ideas, but they know how the game is played. 
and I have more confidence in them than in the progressive mm-hmm. candidates because, and I've been saying this for the past couple of days, the progressive candidates like your, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, and like basically everyone, not everyone, but pretty much everyone who was debating on stage during night one, those are the equivalent of the kid who is running for student body president who promises I'm going to eliminate homework if I'm elected. And it's like, it's the kind of thing that makes everybody cheer and it sounds Mm. really, really good and everyone loves it. But the reality is you don't have the power to do that. It is impossible to do that. And the assistance that you would need in order to make something like that happen will never come because the people who need to work with you to make it happen would never in a million years agree to that. That's what they're like. And so as much as it would be nice if all student loan debt was eliminated, the truth is, for that to happen, you need Congress to agree to it. And both sides of Congress, the Democrats and the Republicans, with the exception of a handful of newer um, representatives, they are all bought and paid for, fully bribed from all the corporate entities, Most, you know, some of which are the uh, for-profit colleges, uh, the lobbyists for them, the student loan companies, et cetera, et cetera, the banks, et cetera. And so they cannot afford to sign off on anything that will eliminate student loan debt. It can't happen. And so a plan that says, well, how about this? How about we'll eliminate some of your debt if you follow these steps and do these things, which I'll be honest is actually kind of nice because the only way that you can get student debt eliminated right now, um, and it's also not working for anyone because they've fucked the plan up so badly, but if you um, are a teacher or otherwise work for the government and public service for 10 years, then they will eliminate your debt. And she's proposing that if you open a open and operate a business in an economically disadvantaged community for three years, they'll eliminate, I don't know if it's all or like a significant portion of your student loan debt, which opens the door up to everybody then. It's, um, I mean, from what I saw, it seemed like it was limited to Pell Grants, though, and I don't know, like I said, I haven't really read all of the details, well, I think, um, but it no, didn't I think, seem I gotta, that I gotta great. Like, it didn't closely, seem like it would help a lot of people. From my first reading, the idea was to eliminate Pell Grants and use that money that would otherwise go to people for Pell Grants um, to do this whole debt elimination thing afterwards. So it's almost like you got to earn the money. Like, if you really want us to give you some okay. free money, you got to do something okay. that actually improves somebody's life in order to get it. And I mean, it may not be the best plan, and I'm sure okay. there's ways to improve it so that, you know, it can be better and still get through Congress. But these are the kind of things that people really need to think of and stop doing the pie in the sky. Oh, I'm going to vote for the guy who says that he's going to, or the woman who says that they're going to get rid of my student debt completely. Well, they can promise anything they want. Like the guy promised he was going to get rid of homework if he mm-hmm. was elected. He got elected, and he still had homework. Why? Because he did not have the power to eliminate homework. And these people, when they become president, will never have the power to say all student loan debt is wiped away and I don't care. I don't need the help of anyone else to do it. 
It's like Congress is not going to sign off, so it's never going to happen. Right. Right, and we can't just, I don't know that I, I mean, I joke and say, you know, if somebody wants to, like, hack into, like, Sally Mae or whatever for me and get rid of my debt, great. Um, but, like, we can't, like, the solution isn't just, like, wipe out everybody's debt. Like, we can't just do that. As much student loan debt as we have, like, the solution isn't, like, a whole bunch of people can't pay for this and a whole bunch of people aren't paying this back, so let's just wipe the slate clean and be done with it. Like, granted, you know, years ago, Obama bailed out, you know, the big like what is it the big three or whatever he bailed out all them companies and whatever and all that stuff meanwhile you know a lot of other people's mortgages were upside down and stuff for years and they couldn't refinance and a whole bunch of shit but like i don't know that bailouts are the solution either like okay so hypothetically speaking we got rid of everybody's student loan debt people would still be poor people would still find an excuse or a reason why they couldn't pay the rest of their bills now that they don't have student loan debt and again i can't really complain because my student loan debt isn't crippling like my student loan debt isn't even a thousand dollars a month i don't think i'd have to like yeah i don't think it's not even a thousand dollars a month that i'm paying back um, whereas I know people whose student loan payments are like a mortgage, you know, like there are people that are paying like double or triple, you know, a month what I pay. And a lot of these people have less debt well, than me, which again, I don't understand, but I don't complain. Um, so I don't think that. Or they just want to pay it in full in 10 years and say, I'm done. That's how some people are. And that's the thing. Yeah. And. Right. And more power to them. Um, So for me, like getting rid of student loan debt, like you got if I, you know, somebody came along and like paid it off for me or just wiped it clean. It's like, okay, that's great. My biggest thing is like rent. Like what I pay in rent is like ridiculous. Like this is why I feel like I should just buy a house because what I'm paying for a two bedroom is more than some people are paying for a mortgage with more square footage. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. I say all this to say, like, I don't think that getting rid of student loan debt is the solution. Cause even if you wiped out everybody's student loan debt, you have people that don't make enough to make ends meet. And again, it's not necessarily like the employer's responsibility to make sure that you can afford your lifestyle. But like we got people that are being told, like, go to college, get a degree, and then you're going to have jobs waiting for you, and then the jobs aren't waiting for you, or the jobs are waiting for you, but they pay you shit, and you can't afford your bills. So it's like, we got to do more to help yeah, people true. than just wipe because out their debt, because sure that's not the people. solution. Yeah, I'm sure it'll help plenty of people. I don't know what the solution is, way. but that's not but it. Like you said, if you have a degree in something that you can't get a job in, yeah. and you are forced to work, you know, or just doing the best you can and you're working and making whatever, $10 an hour somewhere, you know, working 30 hours a week, you know, having your student loan debt eliminated is not going to change the fact that you still don't have any money. It just, because, and honestly, if you're, if your income is that low, you hopefully, well, hopefully you're not dealing with private loans because then you don't get these benefits. But if you have, you know, government loans, then you can do like a, um, you know, the repay plan or or one of those other types of income-based repayment plans. And, you know... Right. 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 You may only make 1200 bucks a month. Sally may don't care if you have money or not. She wants her coins. If you're on a certain plan because you make so little. But it's not going to change the fact that you still only make 1200 bucks a month and you will never be able to get out of poverty if that doesn't change.
Right. And so, and, you know, I say the same about, like, reparations, which is probably another, like, touchy subject and probably another conversation for another day. I don't think if we got reparations, our lives would be drastically changed, any more so than, yeah, you, exactly. you know, somebody who wins a lottery I mean, is all of a sudden, one, like, financially savvy. No matter what people think, they can never do a check to people. Um, because any way you slice it, right, it's never going to go... Because if you do money repayment, then you kind of have to follow the other types of money repayment reparations that have been done. So when they did the reparations to the Japanese who were interned, they did it within their lifetimes, or at least within the lifetime of the family that was interned. So it's like, we're giving you this check, and we're giving it to the person who was living in a camp, who lost their home because you had to live in a camp for a year and a half. Or, you know, with Native Americans, they're like, you can trace your tribes back. You know your history and who you belong to. So you have this piece of land that you can call your own. And even though gambling is illegal, you can do it on your land. That's what you can do. And the people of your tribe can share in those profits. Yeah, it's not the greatest deal ever, of course. But it's like, we know who we need to give the money to and we're giving it to them. Same thing with when we paid the... um, uh, not the uh, the uh, uh, the people in the Holocaust who they uh, refused to allow in the country and they paid money to uh, Holocaust people in Europe and so on. You can't do that with black people because you know yes we're owed we were owed money because the forty right. acres and a mule and that's what everyone was promised and had that happened you know this country would definitely look a whole lot different today than it does right now. But, of course, when all of the southern plantation owners and uh-huh. Confederate Confederacy members were pardoned, that whole thing went out the window. And now we are 150, 160 years later. And it's like, it really gets difficult to track down who do you give the money to. Right. Especially as people have married, you know, through different... So what do you do for the person who married, the guy married a white woman and they had kids. And then the kids each married someone from another country. And then they had kids. And it's like, okay, how much do they get? Like what percentage of them is an actual slave descendant at that point? Yes, some part of these great grandkids are, but how much, who? It, It can't happen. Right. You're from Haiti. So even though you have to deal with right. the bullshit. And I don't think my family would get anything because we're from Haiti. So like, right. You're not going to get anything. <laughs> I ain't getting shit. But again, that's the... Right. I'm going to eliminate homework. So things. yeah. Like, I'm I not listening know. to the progressive candidates because like like reparations, we gotta get, we're going to get reparations for you. And we're going to get Medicare for all. Everyone's going to have health insurance. And we're going to eliminate student loan debt. It's like, seriously... Obama spent years just getting Congress to barely approve. I think it went through by like one vote. And it was such a watered down version of what he started with, just so that Uh people could have access to some level of affordable health care in some way. And it's right. And you really think 
that Bernie Sanders... And they've been fighting it ever since. ...was just going to yell into a microphone, and all of a sudden, Congress, who... It needs to go through the House and the Senate. <laughs> the Senate right now can't even... Can't even... They couldn't... Mitch McConnell wouldn't even allow a bill to be voted on that was going to um, protect the elections from foreign government interference. That's the state of things right now. You really think the people who who say, oh, we don't even want to vote on that bill yeah. that's going to protect our elections, you seriously think that they're going to be like, oh, but we're told to give reparations and eliminate all student loan debt, and what the hell, the health care that we have been fighting tooth and nail for the past seven and a half years, eh, let's just do it now. Right. Never. It's impossible. No. You would need it's a new Congress. Happen. Yeah. So we'll see. It's yeah. Let's just like, you know, just throw the whole government away and let's just start from scratch. But it's like Obama enemy, and, and that I guess is like my one criticism of Obama. Um, that he was too ambitious. Like he had like and for me, like I wanted, I was, I already knew that I was going to vote for him. Like at, once I read um, the Audacity of Hope, I was like, if he runs on any, like if his campaign yeah. looks even like one iota of what this book is like, I will definitely vote for him. And he did. He pretty much wanted, you know, that was like his ideal America. Like he wanted all of his stuff, and I feel like he went in and he was like, I'm going to do all of the things. And his Congress was like, nah, chill, we're not going to let you do any of it. And so, you know, for a lot of people, particularly black people, they feel like Obama was a failure because he said he was going to do all of these things and he didn't really get to do a lot of them. Whereas this president said he's going to do, you know, I don't know what he said he's going to do, but I mean, all he's done really is just lived up to, I'm going to be racist and that's pretty much all he's accomplished. Pretty much all he promised was, I'm going to treat brown people like crap. And everyone's yeah. like, yep, you're doing it, and we appreciate it. So Racism. We're, we're still behind yeah. you, and that's all he needs to do. I mean, the whole thing, but the whole thing with Obama, it, pretty much, I think that if yeah. there wasn't the shift in Congress after um, his second year in office, that he would have been able to get more done. That's the only, that's the only reason that we ended up getting the, American, uh, the, uh, the uh, Affordable yeah. Care Act. Um, and even then, because of all the, the I, mean, I, call it, I don't care what anyone says, I call it bribery, all the bribery with the Democrats and the Republicans from the healthcare industry is the reason why I got so watered down. But that's the only thing he was able to get through Congress, because as soon as that thing got done, it shifted and they were like, OK, you know, Republicans are like we're in charge now and just for the record, you are never going to get anything passed ever again. So, if we want to make any change in this country, the only possible way it could ever happen is if they impose term limits in Congress. That's that's what drives the whole thing. Because... They, yeah. as soon as they get elected, they stop making decisions based upon what's good for the country, what's good for the people, because now they're like, hey, I got to stay employed until I'm like 70. This is a cushy job. I don't have to do much. I get paid a good amount of money. I jet set all over the place. I get to hang out with 
um, rich, powerful people who give me money all the time. And so I'm going to say and do whatever I got to do to stay employed for the next 35 years. If they had like two terms, you know, for the sentence, like, hey, mm-hmm. you're out of here in, in um, what center terms are what, six years or three years, four years? I forget. But if they were like, well, basically, they were like, if they were like, okay, you got six years and then you're out, then it's somebody I else's forget time. too. I think six. Then they could actually go in and do what they, what they, at least what they personally thought was the right thing to do because they're never going to get reelected again. They don't have anyone to answer to other than the people who elected them. And it also would make the career, the job of being a congressperson less attractive to people who didn't want to just do the right thing. Because you're never going to get anything out of it. You're not going to get rich. You're not going to get famous. You're not going to get powerful. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We got to throw the whole government away. Um, we got to throw the whole government away. I need people to register to vote and actually vote. Um Especially if you're an immigrant here, if you, um, you know, if you have a green card, um, if you've had a green card for at least five years or three, if you're married to a U.S. citizen, like, please look into register, um, you know, becoming a U.S. citizen so that you can register to vote so that we can get this asshole out. I don't want to put this like I don't like to think about speaking this into existence, but like, I wish there were a way for, you know, all these racist white people to really see what life without brown people would be like. To see if you were able to get rid of every single brown person in this country, every immigrant in this country here, legally or otherwise, I would like to see how you would function on just for one day. Because people fail to realize that immigrants, like, they do, they touch things. Like, every single thing that we do in life on a daily day on a day-to-day basis is touched by an immigrant in some in some way shape or form whether it's you know from the most basic of you know you might have immigrants that are like working in a field like doing your farming like farming is such like strenuous work like I have two gardens that aren't even like huge at all and just taking care of those gardens like weeding um watering harvesting all that stuff is definitely like backbreaking labor and that's just for my little garden never mind you have like a field of like crops and shit that you need people to like harvest and take care of and all that stuff but let's like you know upgrade a little bit you got like immigrants that work in hospitality in the food industry um in like janitorial services like ca- uh taxi cab drivers bus drivers like there are so many things like nannies like Immigrants touch almost every single thing that we do. I would love to see how white people yeah. would act just for one day without any of that help. I don't know. We just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We may as well but cut it for in tonight. Meantime, in between time. Let's see if I can catch a little bit of the debate before it goes off. Actually, I think it goes off in a couple minutes. Oh well. Well, next time you hear from us, I might be back for my vacay. Or I might not be. I might just decide to just stay there because maybe things are going a little bit more smoothly down there than up here. <laughs> like, uh, I can work remotely. Yeah. Forever. 
I mean, all I need is some Wi-Fi, and I'm good to go. All right. But, yeah. But in the meantime, you can catch me on the interwebs at brazenlegal.com, or um, you can follow me on Instagram at brazenlawyer. Yep, and you can get me at elevatelawfirm.com and Boston Startup Lawyer on Instagram. Talk to you later. See ya.